that doesn't quite measure up to the fiasco you just witnessed that resulted in my head jewelry that I have going on here, which was like 20 minutes of Aaron like, hold on. Wait, I think I got it. Oh, and the best part was I could hear you as I was running around my house trying to find extension cords and other headphones and whatever. <laughs> I could hear you laughing at me in I my was. other head because I've got my headphones on, right? And I'm just like, you just keep going, buddy. It's just- <laughs> And welcome to Middleish, a podcast about all things in moderation. I am Erin Green. And I am Michael Gray. And we are now on episode five. Episode five. Yeah. It's a good thing you have two hands, Michael, because otherwise <laughs> <To count. laughs> you'd lose count when we start the next one. Wow, taking swings right out the gate. Jeez. You know, I think considering what has brought us to this point today, <laughs> we can, all the gloves are off. The gloves are off. We had a bit of an adventure before we hit record this morning or this afternoon. Yeah. Well, I, I had a bit of an adventure long before the record was, <laughs> before we sat down to this, but I- got I, to sit in the peanut gallery. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we should tell a backstory here. Yeah, I think you um, should. Okay. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, friend. Mm-hmm. So uh, where should I start? I think this goes back to if you've listened to episode four, I mentioned that I'm doing a somewhat non-middle-ish endeavor mm-hmm. <laughs> called the Boise Trails Challenge. And it's, uh, I mean, you really can go at your own pace and you can do as much or as little as you like and pick which trails, what order you do them. Well, I am primarily mountain biking the whole thing, but there are certain trails that are a little outside my comfort zone with riding. And I have a friend who's doing the whole thing on foot, 170 miles on foot. Mm. And in three weeks is her goal. So I told her, you know, we run together. I'm like, yeah, I'll run some of those with you because some of the more technical stuff, some of the rocks and different things, I would feel more comfortable running those than riding my bike. Sure. So there's a section of trail um, that's kind of, it's out in, I guess, kind of a suburb. It's a little bit of a separate town from Boise. It's like a half hour drive. Mm-hmm. And we kept trying to figure out how we were going to put this together because there is no um, succinct way to connect the trails. It's like you have to run this part and it's kind of this giant mm-hmm. C shape. Mm-hmm. And then there's another little offshoot down here. Anyway, so we're trying to figure out logistically how we're going to do this. And we come up with a plan and we were talking, maybe we'll do half of it at the beginning of today and kind of see how we feel. Because I mean, if we strung all of those trails together and did the whole thing, it would be like, um, I don't know, somewhere around 15 miles, which we can run you know, 14, 15 on trail, but you have to try and connect it all. So there's all these extra miles that you have to run to try and get to the start point of these segments you have to hit. Okay. See, see how this is developing. Mm -hmm. Sounds fun. And, and it's an area that we're, none of us are familiar with. So we go out there and we, you know, get to going. And I had texted Michael at the beginning of the morning and I'm like, Hey, so I know we're supposed to start recording at 10, can we push that out? So we found, you know, a, a time later in the afternoon, we go and do the first part of the run and we're all pretty, I mean, it's, it's tough trail and it's slow going and we're kind of worked by the time we get to this, um, kind of the commitment point of if we're going to do the second part or if we're just going to like disperse and go home and come back another day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, you know how that develops when you have a couple type A people together and we're like, yeah, let's just, we're here. Let's just go. Let's just do this. And my friend (laughs) who's notorious for saying, oh, I think it's around five miles or something. And then we run seven. (laughs) Yeah, that kind kind of happened today. And on (laughs) on trail, after you've already done 12 miles, that's a lot. Those couple extra miles. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. 
So we, <laughs> we had an adventure where none of us, and I mean, I'm a dietitian, right? And I have, I know how to fuel for these things. I was so far underprepared and we were all just like running out of fuel, running out of fluids. Like oh how gosh. long is this going to take? Looking at the map on our phone, are we on the right trail? I mean, yeah, it was just, I- it was a fiasco. Um, so that was my morning and not in the punchline of the day because I had told them about the podcast was this is mm-hmm. not very middle-ish of you, Aaron. <laughs> this, is, this is, I mean, this is very moderate approach to things, right, Aaron? Yeah. Hey, you should talk about fueling on your podcast. You're a sports dietitian. Why don't you talk about fueling as I'm just like, does anyone else have any more water left? Like, it's like, uh. So that was that was the beginning of my morning, and then mm-hmm. consequently, I left my AirPods mm-hmm. in my friend's car, and I didn't have headphones to report record the podcast. And so, the just before we started recording for everybody listening, <laughs> I was like doing the circus for Michael as I'm like mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to find headphones. So I got my husband's headphones, figured out the Bluetooth. We're all good. Yeah. We're a little punchy by this point. <laughs> I got to watch uh, the premiere of episode one of Aaron Can't Find Her Headphones. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm looking for episode. Looking forward to episode two. There will not be an episode two of this. Oh, so yeah, I'm I'm at this point where like I mean we've joked around about having like a beer episode or something or having mm-hmm. you know because we'll we'll talk about moderation with alcohol. Mm-hmm. I'm about there today. Without any alcohol in my system, I'm a little like <laughs> anything could happen today, folks. Anything. Look could out! Happen. We're halfway to double digits with episodes. Our real selves are coming out. Here we go. I know. <laughs> uh, but well, we do have a topic. We do. Oh, yeah. go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm having a great day. Just so you know. Oh, let's yeah. hear about your great day. Well, just in comparison. That's all. It's <laughs> not hard to do. <laughs> I feel very blessed and fortunate for my life. And <laughs> your legs don't hurt. And <laughs> I've found and everything like, I've looked for today. <laughs> you're not like drinking everything in sight because you like mm-hmm. dug this well in yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, but we do have a topic. Go ahead. Uh, we'll be talking about goal setting. Mm-hmm. Goal and, setting. Uh, yeah, like how to assess goals and how to think them through. And Michael's laughing because this, I probably would have been better off if I had set a goal this morning and said, this is what I'm doing and been very specific about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't. And we can take my demise and use it as a learning opportunity, I guess, for everyone. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is there a time you can think of where the goals you've set have wound up being inappropriate for what you wound up doing. Can you think of anything? For what I wound up like this morning? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Tee it up, buddy. I Sorry. was like, I was really starting to think seriously on it. Like, oh, you know, I could see. I was question. like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And, and, now, and now I'm like, oh, God, throw me under the bus again, man. <laughs> this is going to be the punchline. It is. Yeah. It's okay. It was we'll a punchline this morning. We'll come back to this, this in a few episodes yeah, we can, probably too. We can talk about this. Yeah. Erin <laughs> and her. You know, the funny thing is though, mm. I, okay, so I trained professionally in triathlon mm. for seven mm. years and a lot of people would not consider that a moderate approach to right. life in general or exercise. However, there is a lot of value into having that structure mm. and I would say there were pieces um, from that experience that I carry into my life now that actually speak very highly to moderation. Um, and point case in point, it was this morning where Mm -hmm. I can get into trouble just in my own head going, Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. we're out here. Let's do this charge on. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I had a training plan and it had these very specific goals and this very Mm -hmm. specific structure, which I think is what you and I both do with a lot of clients is Mm -hmm. to kind of, and we've talked a lot about easing into things and kind of picking small steps. Mm -hmm. Having that kind of structure has, you know, with professional racing really taught me the importance of the process, the small steps, the incremental gains and not overdoing it like I did this morning. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so piggybacking on the previous episode. So because things didn't work out the thought the way that you thought they would, now do you just throw your hands up in the air and say, screw it, why am I doing this? And just burn everything down. Right? I almost or, did. <laughs> I almost did this morning. But you did it, right? It's like, okay, well, oh well, move on, right? Yeah, a lot of times, especially in a situation like that where I mean, it's it's an acute scenario, mm-hmm. meaning like this is a point in time where you know it's temporary, you know it's like, I don't know, a few hours or something you can kind of wrap your head around, which is very different than like a lifestyle change where there is no end. Like it's just a mm-hmm. constant, you know, living process. Um, part of it is like finding the things that I can help talk my way through. And again, we've kind of built on what is working, what, are, you know, what's okay. My body feels okay. Yeah. My feet are t- still ticking over. Oh, look, there's a downhill. Oh, I'm chatting with my friend and kind of taking mm-hmm. my head out of the moment, finding those little things along the way that kind of got me through to where, Oh, another mile has gone by or, you know, um, and also like gently reminding myself what I could do differently next time. Right. So no like punishment and like berating myself about how stupid I was. I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that before in lots of scenarios. I think we all have. Um, and I, I think that's a, a very common response when you set a goal or overreach in some mm-hmm. way that all of a sudden you're like, oh, I, I suck. I can't mm-hmm. do this. And you let your emotional side kind of get the best of you. Sure. I agree. It's easy to do. I think we're, I think we're quick to, to beat ourselves up and slow to go, okay, what can I learn from this? But I think, I think it's just like with anything, like the more we do it, the easier it gets, right? Like, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at that myself. Um, so I used to beat myself up a bunch about everything. And I think even as good as I've got with that, there's still my knee jerk reaction is like, God, man, really? Come on. I know. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's, it's a lot shorter lived and it's like, okay, shake it off, move on. What could I do differently next time? You know, but yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. There are probably people who, out there who like just don't ever go there. I don't, I don't know them, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it's, it's, it's a pretty common response, but we don't want to stay there. And I think that's where we wind up, most people wind up staying you know, for a long period of time. And that's yeah. when things get ugly. Yeah. And I think um, something that I really appreciate when it comes to setting goals and a lot of people will go with like an outcome kind of goal, mm-hmm. right? So they, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to lose weight or I want to run a marathon or mm-hmm. um, I want to make X amount of money in a year, you know? So these are all like outcome kind of end result types of right. things. How can we kind of rewind a little bit and come back to what are the things you have control over that mm-hmm. you can actually manage and make decisions on. And those mm-hmm. process-oriented goals and behavior-oriented goals can really change someone's perspective when they do hit those hiccups. Right. All of a sudden they're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm never going to um, succeed at this outcome thing, this, you know, intangible kind of thing down the road. Instead, it's like you're describing, you, okay, I had a misstep. I screwed up. I'm ticked at myself. These are the things I'm going to do to set it straight and kind of get back on that right path. And mm-hmm. that's the difference between appreciating the process of these changes versus just focusing on that end result, that finish line. Right, right. You know, this is a big thing that I talk with my clients about a lot. And um, it's just that concept of outcome based goals versus like behavior based goals. And I could probably talk for an hour on this, so I'll try to keep this <laughs> somewhat brief here. <laughs> yeah. But so I think, you know, outcome-based goals are like you said, they're like the, um, the result, right? Like I want to lose 20 pounds. So let's take that for example. I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, so you can't just say I want to lose 20 pounds and it happens, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't force the outcome. The only way we get to the outcome is diligently and consistently doing certain behaviors and building on those so that we can reach a place where we are a person who has the habits of someone 20 pounds lighter, mm, right? And so good. I think we kind of have to reverse engineer that. And when people, 
I think when people are solely outcome goal based or focused, the, the, there's benefit to that in that, like, we want to know where we're going. Like, we don't know where the goal is, right? And but that's, that's a lot of times, yeah, sorry, that's a lot of times where your why is, mm-hmm. like yeah, why sure. you're making. Yeah, sure, absolutely, absolutely. And that's important to know. But if that's all we're focused on, then if we almost inevitably aren't making progress or visible progress for a bit, uh, then why are we doing all these other behaviors? Like if they're not consistently always, you know, moving us towards that goal in ways that we can see, then the behaviors become pointless, you know, versus if we can focus on these behaviors, I'm, I'm someone who's worth eating more vegetables for and getting better sleep and drinking more water and, you know, maybe eating less food and, being able to listen myself with like my hunger cues and some mindfulness. Like I'm just someone who's worth doing that for day in and day out. And there's a value in the behaviors just for the sake of the behaviors, right? Like I'm going to eat a vegetable because I want to be someone who eats vegetables, you know, not I'm going to eat vegetables just so I can lose 20 pounds because, you know, we talked about this yesterday off recording, like progress isn't linear. You know, it's like, yeah. it's all over the place. And so if, it, if we're doing all these things and we can't see that the last few days have yielded direct results towards the outcome, then the behaviors are pointless and stupid. And why am I doing them? And I think that's where a lot of people find themselves is why am I doing this hard stuff if I can't, you know, if I went three days and didn't lose a pound, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So repeat after me, everybody, I'm worth the effort. Right. right. That's exactly what Michael's saying. I'm worth the effort. If you can tell yourself that every time you're reaching for something or you're mm-hmm. working hard on something or you don't see yourself kind of getting to that end, whatever outcome that you're really striving for and you kind of get lost, I'm worth the effort. And that means that it's going to take effort. It's going to be hard. You're Mm going to stumble and you're going to run into those times when you feel like I'm totally off track and this is, I can't do it all. And gosh, I need help, but I'm worth the effort. And I think that helps you shift Mm -hmm. from that space that Michael was saying, like when you get ticked at yourself and you're just like, dang it, you know, I screwed up again or whatever. It helps you shift into problem solving Mm -hmm. mode and that forward moving. So you're not just stuck anymore in this like tailspin of right. being mad <laughs> that things didn't work out. Right. Or even just like on a bigger scale, the tailspin of like attempt, failure, throw it all away. And then mm. again and again and again. We kind of talked about that last episode too, but you know, just of that. Um the the behaviors and the changes that you're trying to make don't really have value in and of themselves. <clears throat> they only have value for what result they bring. And when we find mm-hmm. ourselves in that situation, I think we are setting ourselves up for probably a pretty hard time and probably a pretty short lived time as well. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, Michael, have you ever heard of a smart goal? Um, <clears throat> Just from you briefly, but before okay. that, I was not familiar with them. So lay so it on I, us. I, I like this um, acronym mm-hmm. and not because you have to get super analytical with your goals, but I think it helps people sort of assess if this is, um, you know, a good, well thought out kind of goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so SMART is an acronym. The S is for a specific. The M is for measurable. The A is for attainable, R is for realistic, and T is for time-oriented. So saying I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay. So it's pretty specific. You know you Mm -hmm. want to lose X number of weight, and that makes it measurable. So it's measurable. Um, Is it attainable? I mean, depending on where your starting weight is and depending on your, you know, how your life is set up and frankly, your, your history Mm -hmm. with weight, it might be attainable. Is it realistic? Well, again, we kind of have to dig into your life a little bit and see, Mm -hmm. is it time oriented? That's a, a tricky piece because that really requires a commitment 
from people Mm -hmm. to say, Mm -hmm. I want to lose 20 pounds in four months or whatever, Mm -hmm. or by X date, Mm -hmm. that makes it more time oriented. Mm -hmm. Or I want to lose one pound a week, two pounds a week, whatever. That makes it time oriented. Mm -hmm. However, we are missing the piece of what are you going to do to, so that's a nice outcome kind of goal. But then you're missing the piece of what are you going to do to get there? And that's when we get Mm -hmm. into more specific behaviors. And you can Mm -hmm. use that SMART goal acronym for things every day that you're doing. Mm -hmm. How do set your day up. Like, so if you were helping somebody, Michael, how might you use that kind of acronym for somebody who says, I want to lose 20 pounds in, you know, the next three months or whatever. Right. So, um, and maybe, maybe we can get into this a bit more, but kind of how I go about setting goals with clients. But, uh, so I think let's say for example, that, um, I have a client who want to lose 20 pounds. And so we kind of go through what things look like nutritionally and exercise, you know, we kind of like we talked about, I don't know, a couple episodes ago, um, what does your day look like typically? And mm-hmm. let's, let's look at what's going well, what's, you know, where are some maybe nutritional gaps, that kind of stuff. So let's say that we identify, um, you know, okay, so really no vegetables being eaten on a consistent basis, pretty common one, mm-hmm. or very few at least. So let's say we come up with the goal, um, and I think this would hit all five letters, um, okay. but this is good for me. This is good. <laughs> uh, of, okay, let's, let's shoot for two servings of vegetables a day, right? And so how I would go about that is, um, is it measurable? Yeah. Is it attainable? Well, we'll talk about that right? Like I always tell clients like, okay, you have veto power. I'm going to throw out suggestions of what we could do and whatever resonates with you. Let's chase that. And then let's figure out, is it going to be a step up in uh, the direction of taking care of yourself, but also a hundred percent doable. Cause if you don't feel like 10 out of 10, I can do this, then I want to back off it. I want you to be really, really confident that you can do this. So that's the attainable piece, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What's R again? Realistic. Realistic, right? Okay, so let's talk through your day. Where are we going to do this? You know, Mm -hmm. how are we going to go about doing this? Is it going to be okay with your scrambled eggs every morning? Are we going to throw some spinach and tomato in there? Are you going to pack some raw carrots and broccoli and cauliflower in your lunch? You know, are we going to make sure that you have a side? Like, how are we going to do this, right? Let's make sure it feels doable with whatever they've got going on. You know, um, okay, so between getting home from work and getting a kid to piano lessons and this one to swim and then bedtime, is this going to work out here? Is this a good place to start this or should we do it different in the day? You know, that kind of stuff. And yeah. then it's uh, time oriented in that it's every day. This is what we're yep. doing every day. So yep. that's, that's a pretty common goal um, with, you know, some, some of the details maybe being a little bit different, but that I set for clients. Um, And so it's just, it's really clear on what we're wanting to do. It's really clear on if it happened or not. And it's really clear on how we'll meet it. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's such a good, I mean, that's, again, I totally agree with you. That's a very common one. Mm -hmm. The fitting the vegetables in the day. And I mean, for some people it's other foods, but, Mm -hmm. but veggies tend to be kind of the most challenging. Um, And I think it's really important to kind of walk through those pieces. Again, this is a very like textbook kind of analytical approach to goal setting. Mm -hmm. But I challenge everybody to think on a goal that you have set that didn't quite come to fruition or it was really like you had to adjust and you had to reevaluate and you had to find more specifics about it Mm -hmm. and really think through those those letters. And I think you could probably find holes in that goal. If it, you know, this is why it didn't work out, or this is what I was missing on the flip side. Maybe think of a time when you really dug into the process of achieving something. What Mm -hmm. was it? And I guarantee you there were some incremental little steps along the way that included a lot of those. And, and sometimes you might look at something and be like, that is not realistic for me, Right. but it's where you want to go. Mm -hmm. So then that's where 
talking through the process and finding out, well, how could it become a little more realistic? Like, Mm -hmm. do we need to adjust the goal or do we need to adjust some other things in your life? Yeah. And, and I think that it's, it's really important to just to piggyback on what you're saying that goals often need to have a lot of flexibility, Mm. right? Because there may be some days or just some times in life where a certain goal is pretty attainable and someone's doing it pretty well and something changes and then the routine, you know, is kind of thrown off. And so we might have to pull back a bit. Right. Um, So precision nutrition is the company I got certified as a nutritional coach through, and they have this idea of the, uh, the, the dial concept. I think they call it, which I just absolutely love. And it's the idea of, so let's say, you know, we start with a client and they're able to like with nutrition and that kind of stuff be like at a seven out of 10, whatever that looks like for them. Right. And then maybe they start a season of soccer where two kids are in soccer. And so like when they get off work to when they get home, it's just insane four or five days a week. Right. Well, we may not be able to accomplish things to the degree that we were before. So what if we take that seven and we turn it down to like a five or a four? Again, whatever that means. Because I think when people reach those points a lot, what they do is I can't do what I've been doing, so I'm not going to do any of it. Shut off, yeah. Right? Like I have to be continuing to perform or whatever at this level. And if I can't be there, then I'm, what's, that's stupid. What am I doing it for? Versus mm-hmm. like, okay, you can't be here, but instead of going to here, what if we just like went here? right? Like what if we turn things down a bit and what if we gave ourselves some grace and some flexibility to maneuver within these new, this new schedule, but we still were actively intentionally performing some work, right? Like I think that's where, that's a strategy that a lot of people don't utilize. And it's like, and even when I explain this to people, sometimes like, yeah, well, it's doing less. It's like, no, it's actually doing more than the alternative because if you go from a seven to a zero for three months versus a seven to a three for three months you're going to be way ahead with the three than you are with the zero totally i love that you use the word maneuver because i i think of jets flying Mm -hmm. around you know and doing their thing um and i i mean that's life isn't it Mm -hmm. like that's you've seen the um the meme of what success looks like yes right (laughs) yeah So if anybody, I mean, I hope that a lot of people have seen it, but there's what success, what we think success looks like. And there's this straight arrow. It's Mm -hmm. just linear. Like you just keep Mm -hmm. improving for like all of time. (laughs) And then what success actually looks like. And it's this like squiggly ass line that's like Mm -hmm. all over the place. And that speaks to your, your concept of like maneuvering around and that you don't just switch off and go to a zero right. because things aren't going the way you want. Right. You, you know, kind of find a way around this and adjust. And uh, one more thing that I heard this morning, actually, on our trail run, because you have a lot of time to talk when you're <laughs> together for four hours sure. running on a trail. Um, one of the uh, runners I was with, <laughs> there were three of us, and it was my um, my good friend's neighbor who has done like, ultra marathons and like, I don't know, adventure races in the mm-hmm. Alaskan tundra. I mean, crazy Jeez. stuff, right? So you think this guy is like totally extreme, not middle-ish, not middle-ish, right? <laughs> and he comes from military background. So he was telling us that this phrase that he learned in the military is um, the minimum is good enough. Otherwise it wouldn't be the minimum. And mm. I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually really profound. Although it's, it's a really hard concept for people to get when they're striving for something really big, mm-hmm. right? Or, or if you have kind of that overachiever, do more personality, mm-hmm. right. it's really hard to get. But to your point, if you could, okay, let's walk it back a little bit and see what, what the minimum is here that still is better than doing nothing. Right. You know, still is better than right. not taking any steps toward that change. Um, I really liked that concept because it's, it's so hard. And I mean, trust me, I, it's hard for me to, (laughs) to accept that. 
I mean, look at what I just did this morning. <laughs> but it, I think it, uh, it has a lot of, um, I think, value to just remind yourself that there, there is a minimum that is okay and acceptable and actually a good place to be. Right. And then there will be other times when you can do the maximum and you just have like this five-star kind of, you know, day. Right. right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the piece to consistency with goals that is often missed is we think that consistency with goals means we set these and then we do those and we only build versus we set these and then we, we build and pull back and build and pull back as we need to so that we can continue to be doing things long-term. And if we don't have that flexibility and that ability to pull back, it, it's, it's going to make things pretty tough. And it's just, it's, there's this concept too. I think that pulling back is doing more, right? Like, like pulling back is, is, is doing more, you know, like I said, it's a three is more than zero, right? So pulling back is doing more than being at a zero, but it seems counterintuitive to to take a step back or say, okay, let's pull some of this back. So it's not as involved in my day. That's how we do more. That's how we continue to move forward. Is, is that flexibility. Yeah. And, and that, um, obviously that's a moderate approach to things, right? Because exactly. people are either on or off. They're black and white. All or none, baby. All of, or none. Yeah. Yeah. Go big, mm-hmm. go big or yep. go home. You know, okay. Where I'm, I'm going I'm, home because like, I can't go big. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, keep going. Like, just keep right? going. Yeah. Don't go home. Like, just keep going. Yeah. Um, and I think that also, <clears throat> going back to kind of where we started um, earlier is that whole outcome-based, you know, kind of goal, Mm -hmm. if you will, or that vision that people have. Um, That, I think like keeping that broad perspective on where you want to go or what you envision yourself being or doing is, can also help you in those moments when you're feeling like you just want to turn it off and just go home. Like I'm done taking my ball, going home. Right. It really helps you um, kind of pause and be like, okay, this level is too hard, but this is where I want to be. And just shutting it off is not going to get me any closer, but this is too hard. It helps you kind of bring things back. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. And then there's, I think there's a, a question worth asking if someone's like, okay, this level that I want to be at is too hard. So then how we get there is by pulling back and developing some of these skills so we can build on them. And Mm -hmm. if someone pushes back against that, I think it's really worth asking the question. And for anyone listening too, it's, it's worth asking yourself the question, then do you really want to be at that level? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, do you only want to be at that level if it happens the way you want it in the way that you think it should look? Because that's not really wanting it. And it's very rare that our our goals and that kind of stuff are going to play out like we think they're going to. <laughs> like, if totally. we put that that constriction on it, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's the same for you. But like, as a coach, you're constantly going like, all right, well, let's figure something else out. You know, let's readjust or let's tweak this yeah. or okay, let's pull back here. I mean, you're constantly changing things and it's almost never the way that we think it might look. No, it's okay. It's good to have an idea of where you think you're going. But if that's the only option, then when things inevitably, almost always they will veer off of that path, then your your only option is like, well, I'm screwed because I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. Then Versus you're lost. Like, oh, okay. So how do I, how do I adjust this? You know, how do I course correct? How do I, do I need to push the gas or pull back a little bit, hit the brakes? Like I didn't see this curve coming. Well, okay. You don't get out of your car and just leave. Are you a race car driver? I am. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you secretly have one of those race car beds where you're like, <laughs> vroom, vroom. you know what? When I was like eight or nine, I saw one of those in like, I think it was like the Sears wish book or whatever. You remember those? <laughs> yes. Yes. They came out around Christmas time. <laughs> I wanted one so bad. Aww. It was red. And I think it had like yellow 66 on the side. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. I never got it. 
You guys, I dug up a little trauma here. A little sadness in my heart. Well, cat's out of town, right? She wouldn't notice if you bought one and re- redecorated your bedroom. <laughs> Can you imagine if she came home to a race car bed? She's like a she, twin. She, she's a very tolerant person. I'm not sure that would quite That might push work. it. Yeah. I might get in trouble for that one. Um, so yeah. I just... Going back to our, our topic at hand here, when you talk about, I think you mentioned that there are so many different, if this is the only path mm-hmm. and you fall off that path, you're lost. I think this is a reminder that there's so many ways to reach that right. end goal. And yep. Michael and I see this all the time in fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, goal setting, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You know, sometimes people get very myopic in their path yep. or in the, you know, where they think they need to start making changes or whatever, Mm -hmm. or I need to be on this diet, or Mm -hmm. I need to just start doing high intensity interval training or whatever. And, and you kind of get on this, like, that's the way I'm going to do it. Right. What happens if, and when that doesn't work out or needs Mm -hmm. to be adjusted? Um, or if it's not realistic for your physical body or for your finances or how your lifestyle is set up. Um, it's really important to talk about these things with whomever you're, you decide to work with, whether it is, you know, a personal trainer, you decide to see a dietitian or you're working with a health coach, but also just sit and think about these things and be very honest with yourself mm-hmm. when you're walking yourself through these goals or things that you want to do. Um, see if you can come up with other ways. If you're really stuck on this has to be the way, just play like a little bit of you know, we used to do free writing in elementary mm-hmm. school where you just write and it didn't matter what words went on the paper. Mm-hmm. Kind of do that a little bit with, okay, like this that. is kind of what I want my life to look like and this mm-hmm. is where I want to be. How are some different ways I could get there? What could I do? Dream mm-hmm. big or mm-hmm. narrow it down to really, really small specific things and just throw it out there and see. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a really good point. I really like that that exercise too. Um, just to kind of see and to play with what options could look like. And I think just the idea if even if you don't nail any of like, like if your options aren't how it actually plays out, I think just having the, the mindset of this could go some different ways and Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. You know, I've thought about some ways it might go. It just kind of opens you up a little bit more to, um, to what actually happens. And I think this, this kind of makes another point of, I think that's the danger in, you know, people being like, well, my friend did X, Y, Z and they were successful. So I should do X, Y, Z. Oh yeah. Yeah. You see that all the time. Or a celebrity did it or yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, or they didn't do it. They're just telling you they did so they can sell something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I use this shape. Sure you do. Good point. Uh, Good point. (laughs) We'll get to that down the road. Um, (laughs) But I think we get like, we think of things in like binary terms, right? It's like this Mm -hmm. or this, and that's it. Versus like this one choice leads to how many other options and those lead to how many other options. And maybe there's a bunch of ways we can do this. It's not Mm -hmm. just like, you have to make the right choices and there's this very narrow path. And, 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 but I think that's oftentimes like the restrictions people put on themselves. I have to do this. And if I don't do this, then I've made a bad choice that takes me down a bad road. Right. Like if I, if I can't eat after 7 PM and I do, well, then I'm off track. Well, it's like, well, no, you just, you like stepped off the trail. You can just get right back on. Right. You know what I mean? Like it didn't, it's not like that's your only option now, but that's kind of how people, tend to think about it a lot, it seems. Yeah. And I love stories like that where people, I mean, I know several cyclists mm-hmm. who I wouldn't have guessed that they were ever in an unhealthy place physically, you know, cause I ride with them and I know them now, but it started with simply just going to a spin class in a gym. And they thought this was what they needed to do to lose weight or to get healthy and they got into spinning. And then maybe they met somebody in that class who suggested maybe you should get a bike. Hey, did you hear about this local team? Did you hear about this local series of races? Or did you hear about this event that would be really cool to do this, you know, 50 mile ride outside, get a bike, 
and then they get a bike and then they just start riding. They ride with a local bike shop or whatever. And so it just starts kind of snowballing. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, they've been riding for 20 years and they love it and they're really great cyclists and they found this deeper meaning to just going to what started out as just going to a spin class right. because I want to lose weight or get healthy. Right. I, I have that exact story from a client that I've worked with for, gosh, how long have I worked in? Oh, seven, eight years, maybe a long time. You've worked with him too. You've worked with him oh, and his yeah. wife. Yeah. So he started out just he, he got a bike just to ride a bike to just, he wanted to lose weight. And he was like, well, I guess I'll get a bike. And it, it started out as that was just his, his chosen form of exercise. It wasn't that he loved bike riding or he was passionate about it. He was just like, I can do this, you know, cause he had, you know, 60 plus pounds to lose. And so running probably wasn't a great option. You know, it's a lot of impact. Yeah. And he was like, this feels good. I can do this. And you fast forward eight years later, 60 pounds, you know, less, and he's an avid cyclist. I mean, avid, like he's in, you know, groups. He does these insanely long, you know, rides that are over yeah. three days. And I mean, I just, you know, so it's become, it's turned into this whole other thing where it's like, it was just this, this is the way I'm going to get exercise. And now it has this deep meaning of like, man, I haven't ridden for a few days. I got to get out there on the road, you know, cause it's in my blood now. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just kind of, it's transformed his life, you know? Yeah. And that's cool to see. I have, I just thought of another story uh, when I was working at WIC. And for those of you who don't know what the WIC program is, it's a supplemental food program for women um, who are breastfeeding or pregnant and um, postpartum and children up to age five and infants. So my job as a dietitian was to meet with any of the high-risk clientele there and um, you know, just help. I mean, in those appointments, they were so short that we would pick one, one little thing. Mm -hmm. What's something you think you could possibly change before your next WIC appointment? Mm -hmm. um, and we can talk a little more about like how much is too much when we, we you know, mm -hmm. setting goals and whatever. Um, but I worked with this mom that really was like, I want to just make dinner like twice a week. Mm -hmm. I mean, just something like take a step of like, I want to just have the food in my house. I want to just be home with my family. And she, I mean, it was, it was part of a bigger vision that she had for her family where she liked the family meal time. She wanted her kids to learn where food comes from and about vegetables and all this other stuff. She just had like this bigger vision, but she didn't know where to start. And she had a lot, I mean, single mom, she had two little kids. She's working two jobs. She didn't have any daycare options for, you know, making big changes happen. So we right. really started with like, what could we do that's small? So I would see clients, sometimes it was every month, but more likely it was every three months, just depending mm -hmm. on their circumstances. And I saw this client again in three months time. And I remember we just had such a great conversation and she was very engaged and she was very ready to make changes, uh, which doesn't happen very, <laughs> in that not a scene yeah. very often. So um, she came back and she was literally just glowing, like smile ear to ear. And she's like, I have just been so excited to talk to you. And I was like, all right, you know, lay it on me. Nice. And she goes, we are eating dinner at home every single night. And my yeah. kids are helping me cook. I get goosebumps thinking about this mom. Cause she just was like, all it took was a little nudge and a little bit of okay, we set this goal and it was specific. I mean, it hit all of the markers and it was, mm -hmm. I mean, for some people eating at home two nights a week was, you know, instead of going out or having fast food or right. whatever. Um, but she, it worked so well and she saw such value in it and it was so doable that she very rapidly went to this bigger place where she was like, whoa, my kids actually really like getting in the kitchen. And now that I'm not running around and worried about spending money and where we're going to go and how we're going to do this, and we're just here at home. And she just, I mean, mom had to kind of put her foot down too with the sure. kids. Like they weren't sure. driving the bus anymore, right? right. <laughs> she was like, we're eating at home. This is what we're making. <laughs> And the kids, the kids got on board and they actually, one of the, the little girl who was like, I don't know, three told her like that week of our WIC appointment, mommy, I like eating with you. This is fun. 
Yeah. It was just like <laughs> the sweetest thing. And for this mom, it was so important for mm-hmm. just to have those couple little steps to take. And then it blossomed into this whole new realm that she had never, if she had tried to set that goal, okay, we're going to eat at home every, every night. We're going to cook dinner together. We're going to, you know, you go the grocery shopping every week or whatever. If she had like set those parameters at mm-hmm. the place she was when we first met, oh man, it would have been like, I think it would have been super overwhelming for her. Yeah. So that's another story I was just thinking mm-hmm. of that was um, a cool like blossoming, you know, mm-hmm. where you just kind of throw out some little possibilities and bam, it, yeah. it goes. Well, that, yeah, I love that. That's, that's like such an awesome win. And I think it, it just really speaks to the, the fact of like, <clears throat> you know, we think like, and we've said this before, and we'll probably say it a bunch of times, like uh, uh, oftentimes people uh, starting an attempt right? To be healthier, lose weight or whatever. They have this idea of it has to be this extreme thing. It has to involve all of these things. And we don't give our permission to ourselves just to do something well. And the thing about doing things well is I think it, it like breeds this desire to do other things well, right? Mm-hmm. Like we see Oh, okay. So I cook dinner a couple times a week. I could do this another one or two times this week. You know, like, oh, the kids are kind of liking doing this. Okay, we can do this more often. And then when we actually do something well, because our time isn't so divided around eight or 10 or 12 goals, right? It's like on one or two, like, and we do those well, we start to go, oh, I can do this a little more often, or I can expand on that. And I'm sure it's the same for you. It's those are the clients that I see being most successful is when by like the next check-in, they're like, yeah, I started doing this and this too. You know what? It's not just like, I just, okay, I just did the goal. Well, which if that's what you did, that's awesome. That's great. That's still totally totally. But typically when we're doing goals, well, those people wind up being the ones they're like, yeah, well, you know, I figured since I was doing this, I could do this too. You know, Mm -hmm. that wasn't as scary as I thought. And so you know, I figured out, you know, and then it's just like, yeah, you're like driving it, you yeah. know, and I get to get to be there like, hey, what if we take a right turn up here? You know what I mean? And that kind of <laughs> stuff, because what we want as a coach, we want autonomy. We don't want people to rely on us. We want people to learn how to, to do these things for themselves, to see areas that need to be shored up or where there's gaps and that kind of stuff and go, I can fix that. Yeah. Right. And I think that's yeah. a lot of what we do is I mean, I know for me, even like when I'm setting goals with a client, 99% of the time, they're the ones who, who come up with the goal, you know, oh, yeah. because, yeah. and I think you mentioned this in the last episode, but it's like, they know the answers. So, yeah. so, you know, what's the problem? And, you know, if it's like, okay, well, I never eat breakfast, you know, I don't get up early enough. So I stop by the gas station and grab some, you know, caramel, whatever thing and a, a ho-ho or, you know what I mean? That's my breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Or I never plan for dinners. And so there's, we don't have anything and we wind up stopping, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. or I, I never pack a lunch or, I, you know, I mean, they know almost all the time. It's not us really discovering that. I think our job is like, okay, how do we strategize around that? But if we, yeah. you know, if people can begin to breathe that like confidence in themselves to go like, I can identify these things and I can make some plans to make it better. And if they fall apart, I can go, okay, well, what else would work? You know, mm-hmm. I think that's when we really start to see. That's, that's really exciting as a coach. It's like, you don't need I know. me as much. I know. I know. This. When, you, when you, know? you start identifying and it, it goes back to the, you know, previous episodes where we've talked about habits and kind of mm-hmm. identifying habits and, and then routines in your day and the patterns mm-hmm. that you're following. And then, you know, now it's kind of taking a look, like hopefully you've looked at those things in your life, those patterns, mm-hmm. and maybe have thought about where, where some changes could be. And right. to your point, a lot of times what I do is just simply listening and kind of reflecting back. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it sounds like breakfast is really tough for you. Yeah. Could that be a good starting point? Yeah. And, the, and the person usually is like, well, yeah, I've thought about this. And so then it's like, I mean, we have expertise to say like, well, here's yeah. nutritionally sound and, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in future episodes, like how to build, you know, meals or whatever, put that together. Um, but a lot of times it's just kind of reflecting back. The, yeah. uh, the client is the expert. 
for sure in their own life. Mm -hmm. You know, we might be experts in fitness and nutrition and health and whatever and goal setting. Right. But um, yeah. So I'm curious then you already mentioned like one or two goals. Do you kind of limit like if you get, sometimes I do get those clients that are like, I want to do this and I want to do this. I want to do this. And they kind of, they come up with like a bunch of different goals and directions and Mm -hmm. you have to kind of narrow them back. Do you have like, a set number? I, I tend to like one or two. Mm. There's maybe been some situations where we've done three, depending on what the third one is. Like if it's something that isn't, doesn't require a lot of time or is maybe like not daily, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. it's like a once a week kind of thing. And sometimes maybe I'll go three. Um, But especially starting out with someone I tend to prefer one, you know, yeah. um, maybe two, if it's like one of them's like exercise and one of them's nutritional based, you know, okay. like, okay, I want to do this thing nutritionally. And then I want to hit the gym three times a week or, you know, go for a walk, you know, for 10 minutes, four times a week or whatever. Like, okay, I'm good with that. But that's, that's tends to be where I cap it. How about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would say I'm very much the same, like yeah. one or two, um, specific mm-hmm. areas and specific goals. And, and I don't necessarily walk through that whole smart goal acronym right. with the client. I just kind of right. <laughs> go through it in my, in my head and kind of once I'm hearing the things they want to work on and maybe they come up with a goal, yeah. I might tease out some of those details. Yeah. Um, but I think if you have a very good, solid, secure goal of like this client knows what they have decided to do, going mm-hmm. into the next week or the next month or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need very many, you just yeah. one or two areas. And that really helps the person be very clear on this is what I'm doing with intention. And I've even had clients, you know, come back and say, I, I did this for however long I worked on this goal. This actually isn't the area I really need to work on. It's this mm-hmm. I've identified. This is actually what I need to, you know, I don't need to do meal prep. That doesn't need to be my goal. My goal needs to be getting to the grocery store at this time on this day, Mm -hmm. you know, and like being very specific about that because it Mm -hmm. was the behavior of getting to the store to get the food in the house that was actually the thing they needed to focus on. Once the food was in the house, they were enjoying being in the kitchen and prepping things. Mm -hmm. It was, you had to kind of work backwards a little bit and find that that step. So yes, it's one or two. Which just, again, speaks to the importance of the need for flexibility, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it, same for me. Like there's been a lot of times where we head in a direction and a few weeks later, it's like, ah, I think we need to pivot, you know, because yeah. it seems like that's more the thing. But if we hadn't headed in that direction in the first place, we never would have discovered this, right? And so it's, and, and going back to just one or two goals, I think, you know, it's not uncommon for a client to kind of be like with me, like, Oh, okay. That's, that's all. Okay. I'm going to try to get, you know, three vegetables in my day. Yeah. That sounds easy. That's like, (laughs) I love hearing that. That sounds, I could do that. Right. And it's, but I'm always like, okay, but so if it's easy, show me it's easy Mm -hmm. because if it's easy, it's going to be a walk in the park for you. Oh yeah. Right. Like you're going to be 110% (laughs) on this over the next week or whatever. Like, so if this is easy, you're going to show me it's easy. So show me it's easy, yeah. you know? And a lot of times what happened is like, yeah, well, I didn't get it hundred percent because this came up and it's like, that's where the not easy comes in is because life mm-hmm. happens. If you could put yourself in a vacuum and no other, you know, human interaction and no phone calls, nothing unpredictable or whatever. Yeah. It's really easy. Sure. But that's not the way life works. Right. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious then because I've had, um, Sometimes if a goal is too easy, mm-hmm. you lose engagement, you lose motivation. Mm-hmm. You're just like the person, yes, they could do that, but it is not enticing enough. Mm-hmm. Some people really thrive on that challenge and that mm-hmm. just grippy, like scrappy kind of approach to change mm-hmm. or to a goal. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Like if somebody says like, oh, that's too easy. Many times I'll be like, okay, how would you adjust it? How might Mm -hmm. we, you know, Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about that? 
So what I tend to do in that situation is I tell them, listen, one of my primary objectives here is to set you up for success. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so let's say we set a goal that's too easy. Guess what? In a few days, if you're like this piece of cake, we can make it more challenging. Okay. And so we arrive at whatever level that is versus if we set it too challenging and then we have to pull back, we may wind up in the same place from both situations, but we have a completely different uh, kind of mindset while we're there because sure. if it's too easy and we have to step it up, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm knocking this out of the park. Okay. Yeah. I can, I need more, right? Like that's empowering and encouraging. Whereas if we have to step stuff back, it's like, Oh, I couldn't do Bailed. what he thought I should mm. do. And, and then there's all these old feelings of like, Oh, this is what happens every time I'm not be able to do what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And then we're just in a really ugly place, you know? So I just tell them, listen, let's start here. Okay. If it's too easy, you're going to show me it's too easy because you're going to be 100% consistent without any issues. And if that's the case after three or four days, great, we'll step it up. We'll absolutely do that because we can always make things more challenging and that's, a, that's fine. So that's kind of how I approach it. I like it. That's a really yeah. good, good answer. Well, thank good you. answer, Michael. Thanks. I get them every now and High then. five. See, you're continuing High your five. Five, five star day. Yeah. <laughs> Five so day. just, <laughs> I don't know, 10 star day, three star day. How many stars do you like? Well, um, I guess it depends on how many there are total. Like <laughs> I don't like five. Well, I was if going it's a off a five day. St- <laughs> if it's a five star scale, I don't want three stars. <laughs> oh, Michael is not a fan of that moderate approach to the stars. <laughs> I want them all, all the all, stars. I want all the stars. That's yeah. <laughs> so to, to recap the, I mean, we've talked about a lot of different things with Mm -hmm. goal setting today, but I think the main points we made was knowing that kind of outcome or that big vision sort of goal that, or that place you want to be Mm -hmm. versus the smaller incremental behavioral and um, maybe process goals Mm -hmm. that require you to get there. Uh, Thinking Mm -hmm. about the SMART goal um, Mm -hmm. acronym, So taking a look at when you do set a goal or you come up with even an idea, maybe walk through that. You know, is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it attainable for me? Is it realistic? Do I have a time-oriented component to this? Mm -hmm. Um, And then what else? What else did we talk about? Oh, being being maneuverable and flexible Mm -hmm. in that goal, being willing to adjust it depending on what life throws at you. Turn that dial down when you need to. Yeah. You know, pull back when you need to so you can continue to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And so I, this pieces? is, yeah, this is a point I wanted to make earlier and I kind of forgot. Um, just that I think going back to the behavior and outcome, behavior versus outcome, right? Behaviors, goals versus outcome goals. Mm-hmm. I think that um, when we, let's see, how do I want to say this? Um, when we're only looking at outcomes, oh man, I I just completely lost it. Ah, shoot. Yep, it's gone. I had it and I went, oh. Oh, oh. oh man. Okay, right. well, maybe it'll come back to you. Maybe it will. You know, I read somewhere that the brain is like kind of this, it likes sort of flexing or pulsing with ideas. Mm-hmm. So if you like concentrate really, really hard on a certain task or idea and then you leave it and just go do do or think something else and then you kind of come back it'll i don't know i'm trying i'm trying to help i don't it might be gone it's gone sorry i kind of see like Like the curtains (laughs) closing like (laughs) yeah i don't think we're going back there (laughs) okay sometimes you know you feel like okay wait wait nobody move nobody move (laughs) i can catch it I don't have that feeling. Hold, hold, hold your mouth just right. I know, right? It's like, no, I think it's, I think it's coming. It's gone. All right. Yeah. So maybe we should move on to meeting in the mundane. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, no, I you came back. One? I got it. I got it. See? Yes. Everybody at works. We're geniuses. Yes. So I think that, I think that, wow, I can't believe that. Okay, <laughs> shut up. And let, I got to shut up and do it. Never mind. Um, so I wasn't telling you to shut up. Sorry if it came across that way. I was telling myself. <laughs> Stop talking, Michael. Get on with your talking. thought before it leaves again. I think that we are, I think we're so geared up for reward 
so often that we we lose the joy of doing work for the sake of doing work Mm. right like we get and i think in a lot of things not just in becoming healthier people but just like it's like i'm doing this so this it's always so this right versus like i'm just working for the sake of working right and like being invested in doing hard work because there's something to falling in love with just the process and being willing to do the process and the work just for the sake of that that is incredibly rewarding and then we're not always out there we're just kind of in the moment of like you know i i want to do the hard work of meal planning and you know setting aside time to take care of myself and because i want to do that and if we want to do that just for the sake of doing that because we're we have value or because the the work is worth it just in and of itself a lot of times those outcomes really kind of take care of themselves you know so yeah. good so that was you're so <laughs> yeah that's a oh and that's a brilliant one and i love it and it was something we didn't quite hit on mm-hmm. um in today's discussion but it's it's something we've mentioned before is that mm-hmm. kind of you know, immediate reward that people are seeking where, and I think it speaks to what I said earlier, what you said earlier, but I just kind of reflected back is I'm worth the effort. Right. Like, yeah, this is why I'm doing this because it's for me and the process is important and I'm learning and I'm growing through this. So I'm worth this effort right now. Right. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Embrace the process. I can't believe it came back. I'm excited. I'm just like so stoked for you. Good job. Man, I'm that would have never that would have never happened to my brain today. It was I mean, so gone. Oh geez, mine is like <laughs> You know when you're trying to remember something you're gonna say and you can't even remember like what it was about? Yeah. Like I don't even know what umbrella it was under. Like, I don't know. It could have been about donuts or I don't know. Like it was just gone. No clue. Yeah. I'm I'm the one who's thinking about food this entire time, right? Because I just, yeah, did that epic. It's funny too, when you dig a hole like I did this morning, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, you you never fully recover like all day you're just like mm-hmm. hungry thirsty wanting needing and it's like that very hedonistic kind of <laughs> place yeah. where you're just like i i need i need to be back to normal <laughs> i'll be back to normal at some yeah. point whatever normal is normal yeah 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 okay normal is a funny word <laughs> meaning in the mundane meaning in the mundane okay people. me first yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. Um, so mine was just yesterday. I wasn't doing anything important. I was, um, we actually, we recorded an episode yesterday too and I was editing in the evening and um, kind of had something on the TV in the background. And at one point I kind of just took a break from editing and put some music on. I was just sitting there, just kind of taking a little break. And this is going to sound so cheesy, but um, I was just like, you know, I'm really, I don't feel the need in this moment for someone else to be here. Like I'm good with just myself, you know, like I like being by myself and I like, you know, the way I do things and the the thoughts I think and, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't feel like I've heard, you know, and I've probably been there myself. I'm just like, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be by myself because I don't like me. And it was Uh just this kind of nice, like, "Eh, you know, I like me. I'm good being just me for a while, you know? So. That was mine. That's a, I really like that one. And that one resonates with me because I can remember a phase in my life where I was not comfortable being alone. Yeah. And when you get to a place where you are comfortable being alone mm-hmm. and just being kind of your own company and your own buddy in the yeah. moment, that's, that's super cool. I like that one. It's really nice. That's good. This is day three. You know, they come back tomorrow, probably in late afternoon, early evening sometime. Mm -hmm. And I would much rather they were here, you know, like life's way more fun and interesting with my family here. But when they're gone, it's not, yeah, it's just like, I'm good. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, good. Um, So I have come to realize that I do uh, like household chores Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I'm on the phone with people. I don't like just sitting and being on the phone. Mm-hmm. I, I got to be like moving around or, I'll, you know, sometimes I'll go outside for a walk, but I called my, I think she's 83, my 83 year old aunt. 
um, whom I haven't seen because of the coronavirus, um, but I've been calling her as regularly as I, as I can, you know, every week to 10 days. And um, I was chatting with her and she's like, well, what are you doing right now? And I was like, I'm folding laundry. <laughs> I just <laughs> had this moment. And then the same thing happened again um, when I was on the phone with my parents this last weekend for Father's mm-hmm. Day. I was folding laundry and then I walked around with the dusting rag around the house. And I mean, it's just these like really mindless, mundane activities, Mm -hmm. but I'm connecting with some of the most cherished people in my life Mm -hmm. doing those things. And so it's, I mean, for me, because I'm a multitasker and efficient, I want to get things done while I'm Mm -hmm. on the phone. Um, but it was just like this really cool realization that like these, all these experiences, folding the laundry chores, things that we think of as chores actually had this really, really rich experience attached Mm -hmm. to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of ties in just to what, you know, we were kind of talking about this whole episode. Like it's like, you can, you can not like doing chores and stuff, but if you just, you find the joy in them for what they are, like, man, they have a lot more meaning. It's a lot more doable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. All right. Um, Well, thank you so much for listening, for watching. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you get a chance, please leave us a review. That helps a Mm -hmm. lot, whatever platform you listen. Um, You know, share us with friends or social media, wherever you uh, feel that's appropriate. And um, subscribe and, I don't know, throw us your questions. Yeah, yep, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Please send us emails at middleish at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Love to hear what you think. Um, love to hear your input and your questions. Um, because that made for a great episode. The last one that was just a listener question. And it was like, wow, what a great topic that we probably never would have addressed on our own. So please send us your thoughts. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.